to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sports' YouTube channel. Airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Uh, pretty good weekend. You know, yeah. Raptors uh, won both games. Yeah, Had great. to win both games against Detroit and uh, Washington last night, but they did it. So uh, how you doing, man? Yeah, great weekend. The Raptors are back. My mom's back. Oh, yeah. that's, that's... Su- Succession is back, you know. <laughs> right, right. You were asking right. about Shiva yesterday. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, what, what's his character name? Shiva doing? No, I mean, that's just a... Is, is, that a, <laughs> is that a regular name? I haven't encountered uh, it's, a name it's like It's Shiv, this. you know. Okay. Um, Who is this? Uh, it's just a daughter on the show. I know you've been busy watching Mad Men, so are you going to put Succession on your watch list? What's going on? We could do some off-season succession pods for the Banter Pod audience. You know what? I, you know what? For that purpose, I will catch up. Okay. Or not catch up. I will start on succession. But yes, I am through yeah. four seasons on Mad Men. By the way, season four, elite. Yeah. Elite. That's the, that's the infamous, uh, that's what the money is for. Oh, okay. Scene. Yeah, I don't think I'm, one. I, I can't remember too much. But, you don't remember um, that one when he's yelling at Peggy? Uh, no. I remember the suitcase. Was the suitcase in season four or no? You don't remember the suitcase episode? Anyways, yeah. Will's wearing a great, for people watching visually, a great great mustard color jacket, by the way. Yeah, you know, um, I have, we have the uh, upcoming uh, live event. Yeah, um, secret live event on Wednesday. Yeah. And so I needed to get a new outfit um, and uh, on, on your advice because I had some free time between the show uh, on Friday, uh, which ended at 3, and then mm. the game against the Pistons, which started at 7.30, um, so I had a, that time in between. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Eaton Center and I'll pick up a new outfit for this uh, live mm. event. Yeah, secret event. Yeah. And you were like, here's some advice, youngin. Go to Uniqlo. <laughs> yeah, or maybe take a stroll through Nordstrom. You also said take a stroll through So I did both because, you know, mm. I, I trust your fashion sense. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, and I, I, trusted I that went to Nordstrom. I saw that they had sale signs everywhere that said 5%, which <laughs> yeah, yeah. to so me is not a sale. 5% a li- is not a sale. <laughs> there's a liquidation happening. That's not sale. liquid, man. That's that's very solid when it's, <laughs> it's 5% a, it's, off. It's an inelastic product at the moment. Mm. Um, similar cool. to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors, right. so like you mentioned, you know, had to take care of business this weekend. Won two games against a shorthanded Detroit team, a shorthanded Washington team. So once again, they're one game under 500. 37 and 38, they remain in ninth, and there's basically a three-way race unfolding for eighth place between Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Uh, Raptors are hosting Miami to wrap up their four-game homestand tomorrow, and a reminder, they are 0-5 this season when trying to reach 500. Yeah. Two weeks left in the regular season. You know, I'm going to have to lean on you in the first segment here as we talk about this weekend because, you know, they were taking on... Teams that were had half their rosters and they took care of business. You know, some players did return, yeah. which we'll talk about. Uh, I don't know, like big picture wise or anything, like if there's any huge takeaways from those two wins aside from taking care of business. No, I mean, I think the biggest thing was just like, yeah, you, you need to secure, secure the both uh, of the results. Um, I wouldn't say neither of them were that close, to be honest. The Pistons came in. I just thought that they were obviously very young, very sloppy um, you know, Raptors had easy advantages whenever they went against their bigs. They don't really have a defensively sound big. Yeah, I love you that know. they're building around a, a front court at the moment of Marvin Bagley and uh, James Wiseman. Yeah. Um, oh. By the way, I, I, I didn't find an opportunity to get this joke off oh, in okay. the React pod. Here's, because, your, here's your platform. Will. Well, well yeah. part of it was because um, they had Croatian heritage like for Boyan Bogdanovic who, uh, on the Pistons who stayed behind and, and spoke to everybody. It was actually really nice. Mm. Typically, these Q&As are like three questions. 
Mm. Um, and then they, they wrap it up. You know, Bolyan took a lot of time, probably took like 20 questions. I'm not kidding. That's amazing. Um, and they were using this, the, the, the PA system. So uh, right. I, I couldn't really have it on the React pod because it was just a little bit too loud. For anyone who had listened to Friday's episode, you understand what I'm saying. Hmm. Um, but so I didn't get enough time to say it. Um, but uh, do you realize the Pistons have a very Asian team? What do you mean? Well, so James Wiseman speaks Mandarin, right? So you can't even you can't even use the, the Adam Silver get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Yeah, get Google James Wiseman Mandarin. Yep. Yeah, so he already knows how to speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. They have a Durian on their team. Yes, yes, Jalen Duran, I believe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's one more Asian joke that I want to make. That oh, oh, they have a uh, Eugene Omarui, who the whole time I was like. Kind of sounds like omo rice. Oh, okay, okay. The Japanese dish. All right. So See, this is what happens when we're, uh, a team is in the play-in and there's two weeks no, left. No, come on, man. And things aren't moving. This no, is this the, was a hidden. This right. is the level content. No, no. It, well, it look, this Pistons game was just very easy. I thought Pascal played very well. Yeah, you were um, you were afraid of the fourteen and a half spread. I was afraid and, of the fourteen and, and, the and a half were spread. Able to to clear it, obviously one eighteen. Right. Ninety seven win. But yeah, Pascal had a great game. And, you know, it's honestly in a season like this, it's always nice when they're able to just take care of business. Yeah. Regardless of. And it was kind of the same pattern in both games, right? Like they got Mm -hmm. out to the early lead and they just sustained it um, in both games. Now, I thought against Washington last night, the third quarter was problematic. The Raptors definitely forced their offense and didn't get back in transition. It's the same kind of deal. And, you know, all of a sudden it became a one point game. Mm -hmm. But the Raptors finished strong, just like they started strong. And they're just able to put away these two opponents. Again, like no one's really going to be celebrating too much about these wins just because you know, at this point in the season, you absolutely need to take care of, you know, um, Detroit and, and Washington. And quite frankly, they should have already taken care of Indiana as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they were able to rebound from those, take those results. And now we get to see an actual really, really important game against Miami, which, you know, look, uh, the Raptors actually have some much more difficult opposition coming up. They're going to play the top teams in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be Philly in Philly. Then it's going to be Boston. Then it's going to be with Milwaukee. You, like gloss, you gloss over to two games in Charlotte who just swept the Dallas Mavericks and have the best defense in the NBA since the All-Star break. I glossed over them because tickets to go to see the Hornets well, for $1. I was, I was just going to say, you can see the best defensive team in the league since the All-Star break for $1 plus taxes and fees. Are they the best defensive team in the league yes. since yes. the All-Star break? Yeah. Wow. They are. So. Wow. I, I checked I check that right. And they're still just a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you want, man? Like incremental pricing based on net rating? Yes, Yo, actually. net rating pricing would be amazing. I, I agree. It's like the Raptors are stuck in fifteenth, so yeah. you get the mid pricing. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be fair, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, would that be. Not be fair. Yes, yeah. it would be. Anyway. They should put you in ticketing. But yes, there's there's difficult matchups coming up. There's only seven games left in the season, and listen, the Chicago Bulls are playing really well. Coming off a win over the Lakers yesterday, which we'll talk a bit more in the second segment. They've won seven of their last ten, and now they're only half a game back of of the Raptors. So you don't want to be in tenth, because as we've explained to J.R. Manitad um, every time we see him, if you're in tenth, it means that you have to win two road games just to get to the eighth seed, mm-hmm. and that's right. not the path that you want. And if you care about uh, you know MLSE's uh, you know PNL uh, you know they they won't get a home game in no come on man no I, I think the bigger thing for me is just like look um, the Raptors are obviously squarely in this race they really can't move that much else beyond that they can't fall out because with the win yesterday uh, Wizards the Wizards are now four back in, in the loss column with seven to play yeah with the Raptors holding the tiebreaker Pacers are there as well at 33 and 42 I would go ahead and say that the the teams are set, like the top ten teams. I agree. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, 
from that perspective, it's really just about jockeying for position. Again, it's very important the Raptors get up to eight. Um, seven, mm-hmm. I think, is really out of reach, but you know, eight is definitely in there. Yeah, and tied with Atlanta right now. Yeah, but tied. Atlanta has the tiebreaker thanks to AJ Griffin. No, thanks to Trey yeah. Young, really. Yeah, thanks to Trey Young. Thanks position. to the Raptors full core pressing with three <laughs> seconds left. Or Why? you, or you could Why point. Why would you do that? Or you could point to the other fifteen losses that they shouldn't have lost sure. this year. Yeah, so yeah. any any game really, pick and yeah, choose. Got yeah. you. But um, yeah, here we are. Yeah, and also, are you a little concerned about the Bulls? Um, I am concerned in that they're just playing a lot better now. Yeah. Like, no, Pat Beverly really is like a play-in merchant. Like, I'm not even trying to make this a joke. He's done mm-hmm. this two years in a row now. Yeah. You, you have a dispirited team, probably a little bit young, lacking leadership. You bring in Pat Beverly right mm-hmm. before you want to make a play-in push, and and you're going to be there. Well, And he's going to make a lot of content along the way. Do you think we should have reached out to Pat Bev if we were making a, a, a push, especially with a gaping hole at, at backup guard? You, you know what? On, honest question. Honest question. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Um, That's a no. I mean, would he have helped this situation? I would. I would say. Yeah, I really think he would have lifted the energy of the team. You can would've. talk about the pros and cons of Pat Bev, but you cannot deny the energy that he brings, at least in the short term. Yeah. Okay. Fair. 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 Okay. This is really a celebration of Pat Beverly <laughs> yeah. uh, all throughout the league today. Yeah. So. Welcome to the Good Bulls show. Um, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned yesterday. You know the Bull, uh, the Raptors mm-hmm. uh, jumped out to a 16 point lead in the first quarter. OG had a career high 18 points in that quarter. Um, uh, and for a quarter, not for not a quarter, for a quarter. Yes. For a quarter. Career um, high is, so sorry. I think still 36. Yeah. Sorry. English, not my first language. Um, and then like you mentioned, they proceeded to do some of the things that, you know, would have frustrated you during the season. Um, and then went through a stretch in the third quarter where they pretty much gave all of the lead back, allowed mm-hmm. the wizards to, to hang a little bit. And then I thought OG took over again in the fourth to, to kind of put the game away. And that yeah. was the story yesterday. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think two things can definitely be true. I think number one, like Washington wasn't bringing any difference makers off the bench. And so when they did take off some of their starters, um, especially with uh, Kuzma and, and Beal being unavailable, mm-hmm. shout out to Bradley Beal, by the way, wearing that, that Snuggie to the game. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, know, I know the, the dress codes <laughs> were announced, but man, oh, yeah, that, that's like one of those, like you've gone to work, but you haven't gone out of your bed. Like that was like the yeah, working during the pandemic. Uh, that's me here every day. Um, you, no, just, you just like, um, he, he wore what? his blanket to the game. No, he was, he was filming running back. Um, Damn. Uh, who would you rather be, uh, Bradley Beal or Dame Lillard? Because they, their situations uh, have been compared wow. very similarly. Uh, money-wise, I believe Dame is making slightly more. Um, we know that Bradley Beal just got paid, I believe, upwards of $250 million. Yeah. Now, the, the Blazers seem actively trying to build mm-hmm. a winner around Portland. Whether yeah. that's actually going to happen is debatable. Whereas the Wizards, I'm not sure what path they have to actually build anything. So which who who would you rather be? Because Dame's always in the spotlight. He's being asked every year, yeah. do you want to get traded? Are you loyal to Portland? <laughs> Yo, y'all better wild, pray. Man. Y'all better pray they don't shut down Dame because he right, might right, make 10th right. place and make it out of the play-in. Uh-huh. Whereas no one really talks about Bradley Beal. The Wizards just get to exist as they are. Got you. Yeah, right? no, no one's praised Bradley Beal's no, loyalty. No, no, no. If anything, they're like, can you leave already? <laughs> yeah. So like... Uh, who, who would you rather be? Because that's a good question. Yeah, fundamentally, they're both star players who I mean, are I, not going to win anything. I think I'd rather be Dame. I just think Dame's okay. a better player. Okay, uh, I don't think that's that. Yes, yeah. he still know, has the respect. You can't really dispute yeah. that. And I also okay. think that if you took Dame and just gave him Washington's roster, mm. I mean, they would be in the play-in <laughs> at least <laughs> instead of out of the play. How low is that bar, though? The bar is very low. You for said both they'd these guys. be better than Detroit and Orlando. Uh, is that, oh, Indiana. And, uh, yeah. Indiana, <laughs> okay, come on. Sorry, sorry. Sorry to uh, Aaron Neesmith. <laughs> yeah. Sorry I left out Aaron Neesmith's pace. How dare you? What about Bradley Beal? You, you just got to make $250 million in, in relative obscurity. 
No one bothers you. That sounds like a great idea. So, he's, he's in that Tobias Harris club. He really is. Yeah, making the max, but like not really. <laughs> but except Tobias has to work in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. He has fair. to go to work. But I mean, they asked him to just essentially be like Danny Green. In and the he has to get slandered by Jimmy Butler as he like walks off court. That doesn't matter. Tobias Harris over me. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the drop. That's the drop. Yeah. There you go. Since um, Derek Brandeo's off today, we got Connor, aka Mitch Marner Jr., behind the boards. Okay, yeah, right. Connor. These are jokes for ten people, <laughs> as as you usually tell. Oh, sorry. No, but I mean, yeah. Going back to the third quarter, like I, I just think that the Raptors, um, you know, were able to, um, just, they just like lost their way, really. Like they didn't mm-hmm. come out defensively very solid. They were they were very strong defensively. Gave up a couple baskets right away. I mean, I think the whole game plan was just like don't let Kisper shoot. Don't. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. All respects to Kispert. Yes. But I, I know. Yes. I know. No, it was an easier game, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't let Kispert shoot and, and like contest Chris Stapps. Yeah. Right. You can, and there's lots of guys that you can help off of. Like Fred spent very little time of his own like minutes guarding his own man. Like he, he was mm. just like. Name those, name those men he was guarding. Yeah. Like DeLon Wright. Like DeLon mm. Wright was pointing for three and Fred's like, all right, fine. But like, you know, like he was roaming and, and helping and stuff like that. The whole idea is you just don't let him get shots off. Uh, those him being, you know, Kispert and, and yeah. uh, Chris Tapps. And the Raptors allowed those guys to get some threes. Um, don't, and then, forget, don't forget Danny Avdia. Yeah, yeah, Dan, right. Danny had a good game too, for sure. Okay. But it's like, you know, I, I think that probably took the Raptors by surprise in a way. Okay. I, I didn't no, think that fair. the Raptors weren't as prepared to sort of uh, slow him down. But no, ultimately, it felt that's like what, when they needed to get a stop, they could against yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. In that third quarter, though, it was just a case of sort of the Raptors not making an extra pass on offense, mm-hmm. making some bad reads, whether it was Pascal forcing a shot or Fred forced a shot there, you know, or Scotty forced a shot. Like, a lot of these plays where they were just, like, running without a pass, going all the way to the basket and trying to get a call there, not getting the call, and then the Wizards going the other way and, and pulling out for the fast break. That was, like, the only way you were realistically going to lose the game if you mm. sort of were disorganized. Same thing against Detroit, really, although Detroit was just so bad. My God, they were bad. Um, Killian Hayes in particular, I haven't seen four that bad performances against one team. Uh, by any player this season, but man, you should look up Killian Hayes' numbers against Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne deserves Victor Wambayama. I want Victor to go to Detroit. Why? Why not? Don't you want Dwayne so, to be successful? So how many centers are going to play? It's going to be a Wambayama, uh, James Wiseman. He knows Mandarin. Um, yeah. You know Marvin Bagley. Well, those Isaiah Stewart. Those people. Jalen Duran. Like how many centers? Those do they players need? could be moved. I, I, right. Also, yeah, they've been doing this. I guess since, they just got there. Though. They've been doing they this, all just got there in the last two years. So they've been doing this since the Andre Drummond Greg Monroe days. Like, and, and that's it has the never problem. Ended. And that's the problem. No, so okay. they should stop doing oh, this. Oh, so you're saying they should trade down if they get the Don't number one. Don't forget about Josh Smith in that mix, by the oh way. It God. was Andre Drummond, yeah. Greg Monroe, yeah. and uh, Josh Smith. No, but <laughs> you're saying if they get the one pick, the number one pick, they should trade down. <laughs> No, I'm trade not saying they should trade down. Obviously, you take Wemby, but I'm hoping for Wemby's sake that he doesn't go to Detroit, to Listen, be I have it Officially, I want him to go to Detroit. Okay, fair. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I just think that the Raptors took too many bad shots. Sure. Again, which I'm trying so hard to talk about <laughs> just this play-in game. Um, and this is why I'm moving the topics to other teams. Yeah, like, I, I just think that once they stopped doing that, and I thought in the fourth quarter, they did a much better job yeah, of, yeah. like, look, we're not going to run complicated offense, right? It'll be mm. Scotty posting up. I'll draw a double, and then I'll kick it out to Jeff Down Jr. That's as simple as it gets. Like, we've run that play on Tuesday, in our Tuesday ball yeah. run. Yes, but it's, it's, like, very, very basic stuff, and and you got an open three. Or, like, mm-hmm. or they'll give it to OG, um, you know, in, in a situation where he can sort of clear out, go one-on-one, and if OG draw, you know, 
I mean, to be honest, they weren't really sending the help towards OG even after he was leading the team in scoring in the first quarter. Well, I don't so think he, the Wizards were, you know, that focused on having a detailed game plan to win a game. That's fair. I feel that. But, like, yeah, yeah you know, he was able to score. And then, yeah, when the starters came back in, they continued the push. And mm-hmm. it, it was an easy game. So, hopefully, it'll remain like that. But, realistically, like, the Raptors will have much, much harder opposition uh, than this this weekend. But at least the Raptors took care of business. And my only regret from last week is that they didn't just beat the Pacers. Because if they did that, then we'd actually be... Well, first of all, we'd be 500 for the first time since, like, early December. Yeah, it would be over. And also, I think you would be talking about tomorrow's game against Miami as kind of a last gasp chance to maybe get into that 7-8 conversation. Exactly. You could yeah. catch Miami. Yeah. Um, Scotty and Precious returned to the lineup yesterday. Gary remains out with right elbow stiffness from practice today. He went through a non-contact uh, practice. Uh, everyone else seems good. So that's the update. Uh, Will Barton also sprained his left ankle after a fast break layup in the first quarter yesterday, left Yo, the game. By the way, that that play, so Will Barton mm. made a, a good defensive play where he like guarded his man really well, um, forced him to give it up late in the clock, then switched out along with the pass to the other ball handler, was able to poke the ball free because the Wizards had bad spacing. Um, the Raptors were able to collect the steal, throw it up ahead to Will Barton, who stretched in for a layup, and I'm like, wow. Will Barton had that's like probably yeah. the best sequence. I'm not even joking. Here not being go. facetious. That here was like go. that was yeah. like a here we go, right? Yeah, here we go. Right? And he limped and, off, and then he got hurt, he and then off. he got hurt, and I was like, wow. The, the first he he really got <sighs> on board. He really had something here, and yeah. then he he got hurt. And it was interesting because he was waving over the whole play. He was waving at Nick, being like, "Yo, I'm hurt. Stop stop the game, right?" And Nick was like, "What do you want me to do? I can't call timeout. We don't have the ball." So then the Raptors. Nobody could have fouled. No, the wildest thing was the Wizards were like, "Oh, Will Barton's hurt. Let's go at Will Barton." <laughs> they drove Let's... at him. Will Barton got the stop, got the rebound as well, and then he brought the and then he gave it to Fred, who brought it past half, and then Nick called timeout. But they... there was like a twenty four seconds there where I was the, like, "Damn, the Wizards, someone said, help him, man." Wizards, Wizards said, "Let's go at our former teammate." Especially yeah, when he's go, hurt. Let's like, go at yo, Will Barton. Um, man, this game is this game is rough. Yeah, so Scotty and Precious. Scotty came back, played 32 minutes, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 6 mm-hmm. assists, 5 of 14 from the field. Nice little 360 dunk with a little look back oh, yeah. at the defender. What Technically, you look back at the defender twice because when you do the 360, you do see the defenders. Oh, okay, okay. Double yeah. eye test. Um, what did you make of Scotty's just return to the lineup and then obviously mm. made the that starting lineup post-trade deadline whole again? Yeah, no, it's reassuring because he he, he talked about it uh, at practice uh, today as well about how, you know, it, it's not something that's too serious to risk thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good because he's been the Raptors Iron Man this season. He's played the most uh, games, I think, for the team. And yeah, I mean, he's just, he, he, I didn't even think that was his best performance by any means, but I, I think that, you know, he, there's a clear boost that he just brings with his presence on the floor. Now, all of a sudden you have him running the backup point. Um, him and OG really have a nice two-man game. They definitely force feed each other a lot, which is nice to see. Hmm. And, and they have a little, they definitely have chemistry the two of them. Um, and then I think for for just Scotty, oh no, I'm just, no, no, for oh, Scotty okay. too, it's just like you know, there's a defensive element that he brings to the game too. Right. I thought in the start of the game, I was a little bit worried because he did pick up two fouls, just trying to stay in front of you know Kispert and uh, and and Chris Tapps. Or no, no, it was Denny and Chris Tapps. And it was like, okay, those are guys that he's quick enough to stay in front of typically. Mm. Um, but you know, he was able to recover from those two quick early fouls and, um, yeah, he, he, he played great again. Like it's really just all hands on deck. Like if guys are available to play, you know, uh, every game really matters. And so, you know, it's good to see Scotty come back. I thought he was in good spirits too. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good to see Precious come back as well. Although Nick really only played on four minutes in, yeah. the, in the relevant so, time. So this was next, uh, Precious also returned as mentioned. He was minus 10 in six minutes. Uh, Christian Coloco got 15 minutes. And put put up another scoreless masterpiece. Um, 
plus way, seven. Yeah, I saw this on the rundown. And then the reason that this it's a scoreless masterpiece in terms of just like, you know, this comment is because like it's obviously the Raptors aren't asking him to score, but no, this is he not, has a real defensive again, impact. I'm not saying this facetiously. Like oh, okay. this this is really like what you what Nick wants from that backup yeah. position right now. No, You're trying sure. to fill in for the minutes when Jakob or some of the other starters are not on the floor. Mm-hmm. You don't want a guy who's trying to do too much. I agree. You want a guy who's just solid. Yeah, and this is something that um, if you go to the NBA stats page and yeah, you go to the game and you, and you, and you yeah. watch the, uh, the, 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 the box score on the videos, you can go down and you can see defense, and it'll show you, like, the plays that uh, Christian was involved in defensively. Mm-hmm. And it'll show you for everybody on the team. And first and foremost, Christian, even though he um, – he didn't play that many minutes. Like he played a, better, more than usual, obviously, because the game was a was a blowout. But Christian only played uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen. Right? Yeah. Even co- as compared to let's say like sixteen for Jakob in, sure. in the starting role, right? Um, despite that, Christian defended nine shots, which is actually more than what uh, Jakob did. Jakob defended seven shots, mm. and out of the guys on the team, Christian had the best defended field goal percentage. As in, opponents took nine shots against Christian, he only made two. Yeah. Right, and a lot of those plays, whether he was blocking it or whether he was stealing, he had three steals on a block. They were able to sort of get the Raptors out in transition, where they're able to score. And I think in this game last night, like it was so much of just like, okay, who can get the stop and just get on the break? Like there wasn't that much half court offense going from mm-hmm. either team, and when they did it, it didn't feel like it was that successful. Um, and and yeah, I just think that that's that's the impact that Christian consistently brings. He contests a lot of shots, especially on a per minute basis. Um, you know, the only other guy who was actually even like, for example, OG, right? Opponent shot nine of 18 against OG. They shot 10 of 18 against Pascal. They shot five of seven against Jakob. They shot seven of 12 against Scotty. Like that's all 50% or better mm-hmm. already in the starting group. Fred is the other guy, four of 14, hmm. right? And then, yeah, Christian, two of nine. So it's, yeah. I mean, also Chris Boucher, oh of eight. I, th- I thought the bench did a really great job, by the way, last night, um, especially watching it back. Like, I-, I think one thing that I realized was, uh, Daniel Gafford, when the Raptors went to Washington, Gafford gave the Raptors a ton of problems. Yeah. Catching lobs, Dumb. being an offensive rebounder, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought him coming in last night, he had such a li- small impact on the game. And both Christian and Chris blocked him a couple of times, mm. especially in that second unit. And I just felt like, okay, maybe that was Nick Nurse making a point because before he had Precious in that matchup, and Gafford really just did, like, eat up pressures yeah. in that matchup. So I thought that, you know, switching over to Coloco actually worked a lot in this case. So that's why he had a big impact, even though he scored zero points. No, like, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. I think, you know, you, you, if you think long-term, you would say that Precious probably has a higher ceiling. Um, but as of right now, as of these two weeks, as of them trying to win games right now, uh, you know, I don't think it's unfair to say that, you know, you'd probably rather have Coloco out there a lot of times over Precious. For, for what you're looking for at, at this current moment. Like you said, off the bench, you just want solid contributors. And speaking of solid, the most solid of solid contributors, yes, oh, Jeff. Man. Yes, Jeff. Jeff Down Jr. Michael Jeffrey Dunn. And if you listen to his, uh, you know, you listen, we were watching some of his uh, interviews before um, the show. And, you know, Jeff is very, um, he's a very polite, uh, you know, individual. And he likes to answer with a lot of enthusiasm, you mm-hmm. know, talking about how staying ready all the time. We're talking about working hard. So, you know, he's basically Jeff LinkedIn Jr. We're going to work on that as well. He was a plus 14 Mm. in 19 minutes yesterday. My only thing is he only took two shots, um, you know, made the only three that he took. I think it was from top of the key there in the fourth quarter. Yep. Should Jeff shoot more? Because there are opportunities, I feel like, for him to to take those shots or maybe kind of one dribble in mid-range type. Yeah, no, listen, I I feel you. I, I think that there is an element where the Raptors do need a little bit more 
both play creation, also just like play finishing mm-hmm. for the second unit, especially with the with the guard position. But at the same time, I think that um, you know that's something that's almost easier to ask for, right? To ask a guy to shoot more. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier than to ask a guy to shoot less. Right, because I okay. feel like Jeff's impact on the game isn't necessarily based on the way he shoots, which mm-hmm. is rare for a guard, I would say. Mm-hmm. Guard's typical impact is, like, bringing something on offense. Um, but, no, I think it's it's the the way he's guarding on defense, you know, all season has been very strong. He's obviously got a quick feet. He takes a great pride in that. His defensive energy is consistently high as well. He comes in, doesn't make a lot of mistakes yeah. on that front, which is, again, really good for solid, a guy. Solid, solid. Just needs solid. Yeah, yeah, no, he's solid. He, he yeah. definitely defers to others and sort of, like, keeps the ball moving, organizes the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, yes, you would like to see more play creation, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of opportunities that are being opened up for OG right now to sort of oh. score more, especially with Gary out. So they're looking to feature him even when he's with the second unit, and I thought that that worked, especially in the fourth quarter when the Raptors were able to go to him. Um, obviously, there's more chances for Scotty to be featured as a scorer as well if someone else is going to be running the point and just, like, setting up the play. So I think overall, like, it's it's not as big of a problem. Now, of course, in, in different games, like, for example, when you think back to the tougher games Raptors have played, like against Milwaukee the last time, for example, mm-hmm. right? That game, they definitely needed some scoring off the bench because of the fact that, you know, Milwaukee definitely, even if you play great defense against them, they're probably still going to get open threes and they're going to make a, a fair number of those. And so that game, remember that one where it was like Will Barton started taking some mid-range jumpers and he went 0 of 6. Right. Mm, yeah. There will be games where you do need offense from that position. Mm. Right. But in the games that you don't, you can definitely just appreciate more of what Jeff brings outside of the scoring element or even the play creation element. Yeah. Well, right now, between Will Barton, Malachi, and yes, Jeff, who who is your who is your guy that you want coming off off the bench if you had to just pick one of those? Or is it really just dependent on the game? Um like is there a clear guy? there for you that you're like oh i want jeff down Jr. right now i think i want jeff yeah okay right now i want jeff i I think that again like in in its specific matchup where i want more scoring i still i don't know if i want to give like will barton more chances but at the same time like he has he can give you that upside he has a larger history of that that so i think that there is an upside of a scoring the thing is he's not giving you the rest of that game the way that 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 jeff can but (laughs) i can't i'm enjoying the 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 you know the 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 very solid play that Jeff is providing right now. Yeah, I I can't wait till we recap this whole season and talk about how much we talked about this trio of backup guards. I mean, <laughs> every week it's sad I'm like, that every week... not even in the mix anymore. I know, I know he's I know. injured, but like even if he was healthy, I don't really get the sense yeah. that he would be an option here either. It's just like, like we just need to solve this problem. No, this is a cry for help. No. Like this realistically, the help. answer is none of the above. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's no disrespect okay. to any of these guys. I actually be no. pretty happy if the Raptors brought back Jeff Down, brought him in as a sure. But guard. let's get another option in here. Like you know, right, yeah. the Celtics have Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White coming off the bench. Okay, all right, is all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Some assorted stuff. It was. Got you. you mentioned to me it was Japanese Heritage Night yesterday. It so, was Japanese so obviously Heritage this was planned when Rui Hachimura was still on the Wizards and Utah Watanabe was on the Raptors. Well, well, Utah was gone at the start of this season. All uh, right, went to Ramanishan yesterday, by the way. Um, did um, you see the jersey? Yes, I did. Yeah, I like saluted it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Please just order and leave. We're really busy right now." Um, <laughs> like, get your shoyu and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, get your spicy white sesame. Uh, no, shoot. that's the best um, one. By the way. So no, okay. Japanese Heritage Night. You know, obviously, you know, Rui was not there. And we're we're speculating because on these nights, like you mentioned, on, on Friday, like Bojan Bogdanovic would do it, like do a Q&A with the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did find out who spoke 
after yesterday. Oh, so did I. Because oh, okay, uh, okay, I was... okay. Oh, I was gonna surprise you on the show. No, nah, my... so our friend Tiru Ikada yeah. spoke with Christian Coloco. <laughs> why, why you always say his name like that? Man? Did I pronounce his name right? Yeah. Live <laughs> drops today because Derek's not here. You say his name like it's like a it's like a water slide. Ah, <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I mean, okay. No, so Christian was the Christian spoke to the fans. Here's the yeah. thing. So again, when we're live on the React Pod, because half the time it goes straight to Pod, mm. half the time it, it's 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 live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yesterday was a case where it was live. Um, so I'm doing the show. I'm about to wrap up anyway. Now the thing is, I'm seeing the whole time it's like, oh, there's a group of fans that's like sitting there, mm. and I'm like, oh, someone's going to definitely come out. Now I was curious who's going to come out. Like you were, because again, mm. there were no Japanese players on either team. Um, but once I saw Christian come out and I was doing the reaction podcast, I started like going super fast on the show <laughs> because again, they're going to use the PA system and they're going to speak out loud and it's going to be quite loud. It's like booming. Yeah. Right. So I need to like, I, 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 this I guy need was to on human two times speed. No, I'm serious. I either need to cut to break, which, you know, would have been fine for five minutes. However, yeah. I was also just like pretty much done the shows. I'm not going to break yeah. and then just come back with the stars. So I just like hyperspeed. He's like, ah, tough thing. Joe Henderson award between Johnny Davis and uh, <laughs> Denny Abdia. That's basically how it went yesterday. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so so Christian, so Coloco, Christian though, yeah. just to close the book on that. And then from Friday's game, I think a lot of fans noticed, especially on the broadcast, that Gary showed up uh, in a very cool custom Raptors jacket mm-hmm. with a bunch of different kind of Raptors logos and patches. You know, saw some people speculating that it was a purchase from Kensington Market. I don't think say, you can get this. That is not available at Kensington Market, even yeah. though I have seen Gary there a few times. Um, so this is actually from uh, from designer Natalia Amris, who's who's like actually I wasn't familiar with her game. She's worked with brands like Nike, Kappa, one of your mm. favorites, and she's created custom jackets and other things for the Migos, um, which wow. we've compared ourselves to, um, what? and and other when celebs. Did we do as that? Well. <laughs> No, I disagree with that. I reject that. Okay, comparison. okay. He's, uh, he's no, rejecting just, that on it's, here. It's not fair. No, it was to, a super cool jacket. It was a super cool. It is very cool. For people that just wanted to know the It looks like you've taken, that. like, it, it, it's cool because they've in, it's incorporated, like, five or six different, like, Raptors yeah. uh, jerseys into this. Yeah, different kind of logo designs, jerseys. I even see some of the Tampa jerseys on here. Yeah, and so. inside it says, hello, welcome. And no, it doesn't. For, for banter. No, no. no. What, Actually, what? it says, welcome Toronto. I don't oh, know why. Okay. Sorry, what? sorry, sorry. Sorry, guys. I went for oh, I went for God. Thai food at 11 in the morning today. And, uh, you know, I'm just off my game right now. No, I'm just off my, I'm off my game right now. Um, yeah, well, for, for banter pod listeners, you know, I bet when you saw that jacket, you wondered if it was reversible. Yeah. Oh, I this, mean... Yeah, this one's not reversible. Sorry, this, um, this is not as nice as Colin's jacket. Shows Colin. Um, and one last thing, I don't know if you caught this. A little, I did not catch little this. back and forth between Dwayne Casey and Nick Nurse. I believe it was friend of the program Joseph Kashara, who was at the game at the post game, who pointed this out. Was that after the Pistons game? You know, Dwayne made some comments about how the Raptors had left Pascal in in the fourth quarter mm. during the blowout. And from Cash and a few other reporters there, you know, kind of read between the lines, and it wasn't a shot at Pascal. It was more kind of at Nick that, you know, why would your star player be in a game sure, during yeah. a blowout? Got you. And then separately, you know, I think these were actually two separate things. Nick was asked about just, you know, development and like rebuilding in this league. And, you know, he basically said that, you know, winning is part of development, mm. you know, speaking to the Detroit mm. situation about how, you know, when you're losing games, like you're Spicy. not building good habits. So like if you're losing, I don't know you know, what development there is, which I thought, I know this is just a comment post game, but it is a little bit eye-opening to me in how coaches view development, right? Because some coaches might sit down and think, yeah, we do want to let our players go out there, play through their mistakes, play 40 minutes, lose games, sacrifice games in the present for development in the future. 
Whereas we've seen, like, I think this is in line with, like, Nick, right? Like, I think winning is always a priority versus development. First off, yeah. I just like that this this beef is still, like, I still, don't. It's, it's on I'm low. I'm so tired of it. It's like, you've, you've already made the beef stew, and you're just, like, it's sitting <laughs> they, there. They already have beef stew on their roster. Uh, first uh, of all, yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. have a beef stew on the roster. I'm um, not playing, by the way, right now. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah. Like, you still like this? I am so tired of this. No, no, I love it. I love it. No. Um, you, know, I, you know, I live for petty workplace dramas. <laughs> and uh yeah no i i enjoyed this one it's I, been how many years man when when did nick get hired 2018 it's yeah, been it was 2018. five yeah. years yeah well you gotta just both sides gotta just sit down well how would you feel if jr you know backstabbed you and that's your job <laughs> <laughs> five years later would you be mad about it i think i think you'd be mad it's a backstabbing industry man oh it's all good <laughs> not it saying co- that nick nurse backstabs with, no no no, no definitely it's not a joke. it's just a joke definitely not just a joke you know? and, and if not, he not said that it, would do that if he said it i said it i created the bingo card okay yeah i'm saying right now i'm asking you the question have yeah. we had a successful development story with nick nurse as head coach on this team um scotty barnes won rookie of the year but you know what I mean, though. I'm just saying. Precious is playing. Sometimes I'm. Lo- sometimes Miami. I look at the development track record of this team, and I look at the starting lineup of this team, which comes from that class of six, 2016. Right? Oh come on! No, no. This I, I got to push your gut back against this. The Raptors right. barely had any draft picks, like and, and like actually valuable draft picks. Yeah, that's fair. in that stretch. You know what I mean? Like since Nick Nurse came over, but I do think it's a, com- I do think it's a combination like, like of two. I think it's a combination of front office and coaching sometimes too. When you look yeah, at the no, development, for, absolutely, absolutely. Because you look yeah. at sometimes you look at some of these players that have been in other environments mm-hmm. and have produced well. Yeah, it does make you think twice, right? No, for sure. So, um, the interesting thing with but these are all thinking my about thoughts. this yeah. is uh, what would Nick do with Detroit? Because I don't think he'd play Wiseman <laughs> or Bagley. I think Nick would be back in the British Basketball League winning championships. Yeah. Yeah, but Nick is too good. No, Nick. Nick's too good for that. Well, we've seen some reports out there. He's an NBA floating. lifer. We've seen some floating reports um, out there. All right, uh, time for a break. We are we are breaking. Okay, all right. We are taking that break. I mean, your host Willu. That's Alex. Wong. you're listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Uh, what's going on in the league? Yeah, in the so, association. So, you know, the Sixers and Nuggets are playing tonight. So lots of talk around the MVP race, of course, and mm. lots of talk about all NBA with two weeks left in the regular season. So we've got this clip here. I believe our, our, our man Connor's got us here. Uh, Zach Lowe was talking about the topic last week on voters uh, impacting the players' earning potential via all-NBA voting. Here is uh, what he said about the situation. We should not be, voters should not be determining these players' paychecks. And even more than that, it's not just the money anymore. Mm. It's determining, like, the Celtics' ability to retain Jalen Brown. We should not have any role in determining whether the Celtics have a leg up 
getting Jalen Brown to sign an extension because he gets the big extension eligibility that Bobby talked about. It's just it's just a strange conflicting position for everybody to be in and they've got to find another way to designate players for that mega extension so before i get your thoughts on this so they also posted a graphic and Mm -hmm. basically you know because when players make all nba they're eligible for um you know obviously more money um without the all nba selection jalen brown's next extension would be around 165 million with the all nba it would go up to 287 million Mm -hmm. and similar for pascal as well pascal without the all nba uh, right now based on the calculations for the cba would be around 189 million is the max he would be uh, eligible for and with an all nba selection it would jump up uh, as well to 287 million and this has become a very popular topic just because obviously the all nba is devoted by uh, is uh, determined by a group of media members mm-hmm. yeah. and there's a lot of money on the line. So what do you make of Zach's comments? First of all, what do I make of Zach's comments? Since Zach went to ESPN, he's been screaming the whole time. I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. That was it, really loud. No, have you seen Zach's TV hits? They're always screaming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, man. I know Says he's the in guy his home. who's always screaming on the react pod. That's different. Only know, if they lose all, to Andrew Nembhard in the Pacers good. when it's they need good. to make the play-in race. Hypocritical. Um, no, nah, it's, it's all, I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> but um, no, I think in this case, like, Look, the league's just got to find something that they can sort of stick to in terms of, like, what do we attach uh, these incentives to, Mm. right? They used to attach them to All-Star, but that was sort of more fan-voted. So they're like, okay, this is silly. Fan-voted, it's not necessarily taken always that seriously. Like, Zaza Petrullia once made it, almost made it one time. So it's like, okay, we got to mix it up, right? Mm. So they gave it to the media, and it's like, okay... yeah, now people in the media are now, like, upset. They're like, well, we don't want necessarily to have this responsibility. I agree with Zach, that sentiment. Like, that really mm-hmm. shouldn't necessarily be tied to their opinions of this. But they're just trying to find some sort of, like, objective but also informed voting body that can sort of help adjudicate these things. Yeah, well, another um, suggestion that has come up is that you could designate, like, a Supermax slot to, uh, you know, each team gets a Supermax slot Basically, How would this help the, the basically Celtics, that, though? No, basically they would have just given that to Tatum. Yeah. I guess in this case it wouldn't, but there's got to so be... There will always be more problems. But there's got to right? be ways... That would be one way of removing the media from impacting it. So you don't attach but it to it, all is, NBA. Is the media the issue here? Well, I think... The, the, the issue is the league needs to find a way to adjudicate yeah, their CBA so that yeah, they can make... I, the, how they, they pay their players. Yes, but I think it's, it's also making it's also making a lot of media members just uncomfortable that they're deciding on this. No, that's fair because again, like then you see the the campaigning, right? There's always the yes the the lighthearted campaigning. You know, every year, remember a couple of years ago, they made the spicy pea hot sauce bottles and <laughs> oh, they yeah. sort of sent those around. Like that's like lighthearted. Yeah, right? not for me. I don't eat spicy food. Yeah, you don't eat Nando's spicy food, man. That, that's not even that spicy. Actually, I like Nando's chicken. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Keep, keep keep going to your point. Yeah. No, campaigning, but like, lots of campaigning. There's that campaigning. There's yeah. also lighthearted campaigning like we did on the show last year with yeah. the propaganda pods. And then there's ones that get really... And then there's like actual serious ones, right? You have this note yeah. here from Mark Spears. Yeah, Mark Spears uh, revealed on the Hoop Collective recently that he gave up his vote to vote for most valuable player after 2017 when he was deciding between James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And he said, quote, like, he, he, I remember an NBA coach telling me, you better vote for James Harden over Russell Westbrook because Harden is going to give you more interviews than Russ does. He's going to see who voted for you, who voted for him. And if you don't vote for him, he's going to shun you. So this gets into just this whole tricky area now, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, obviously, media shouldn't be impacted by this. And Mark Spears is one of the most credible no, guys. I, I, and, like, this I is such... Spears, no, man. and this is such yeah. a, I, I think, 
it's just it just puts these guys in a tough position, right? Yeah. So, anyways. No, I mean, look, I, I think that the whole idea of this is though is just like they got to put it in someone's hands. I don't mind it being in the media's hands. Like, I actually do think that, like, for example, you can put this in the players' hands, right? But then, of yeah. course, then players are lobby players, and then you'll see some silly right. results sometimes, right? Then you'll you can put it in coaches' hands, but then all of a sudden, like, people will say, like, people will just lobby their coaches, mm-hmm. right? Even for example, like most coaches, I think, are, from my understanding, most coaches are represented by, you know, Warren Legary. Right. right, which I'm not sure which company he, he works for. Probably, yeah. I should, probably should know that. Mm. But there are certain cases where, like, Nick, for example, is is is, is represented by Clutch. Mm. Not saying that Nick wouldn't then vote everybody just based on his own true feeling of who's meriting all NBA. Right. Or, or, or will there be, like, lobbying on that front? This is just the nature of, 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 the le- of the league, of the world. Like, that's just how it is. Like, you see it even in politics. Like, there's super PACs and all that kind of stuff, and, oh. and that's just generally how this is going to go. You have to trust somebody with it eventually. Yeah. I actually don't mind the idea of like spreading these votes out across like yeah. 99 or I, I don't know how many voters, like roughly oh. about 100 right. across the league and in different markets. And look, sometimes you're not going to have the best votes. Sometimes you might have some oddities here or there, but I actually do think that, you know, it's 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 the the most it's the best imperfect system, I think. Yeah. So, and, and also like you know, just live up to it, man. So what? So so like. Like, what's going to happen? Like, Jalen Brown's going to see, like, oh, you know, Zach didn't vote me for All-NBA. I'm never going to do this low post again. Like, you you know, like, the content should live without, that, you know, Jalen Brown on the pot anyway. Yeah. No, that's fair. Or like, just lift that's the salary. just sal- part of it. Just lift the salary cap. And honestly, Don't if, put all if, these restrictions. Let guys earn $300 million regardless of All-NBA or, or NBA. You know, this is so much of the salary cap, all this stuff, shortening the contracts was to protect the owners, too. Maybe yeah. if owners didn't hand out... 100 million contracts to Tyler Johnson's, you know, we wouldn't be in this place. And here's the thing. Honestly, if, if, if that would be the case, or yeah. as as uh, as Mark Spears said, that one coach said you better vote Harden, which I wonder who that coach was. Probably Harden's <laughs> coach at that time, Mike D'Antoni. Um, with Dale wow. Morey standing to the side. <laughs> but, like, just expose them, right? It you was know what? at just, the just, Sloan honestly, Conference. Honestly, just expose them. If people are going to be petty like this, just I expose know. them. I actually, I think fans <laughs> would love it. Yeah. And I think it cuts through a lot of the BS that comes in yeah. the first place. Listen, there's some players that will play to a level where there's no question that they're going to be super max eligible. Sure. Like a guy like, for example, Jokic, a guy like Embiid, a guy like Giannis, mm-hmm. a guy like Tatum. Like, these guys will play at that level, and you're not going to have this issue. So ultimately, it's also on the players. Play better, right? You don't necessarily just have to play well enough so that you can campaign. Yeah. Like, this isn't the media's fault. I, I, I just, trust All me, right. like, if the media's at fault, I will definitely speak on it, but I don't yeah. think that this is the we case. We are in full support of the media. Um, speaking and of... on the players, man. Speaking of Embiid and Jokic, <laughs> this guy's conclusion from that segment was snitch. Yeah, yo, listen, if you're a player and you're like, oh, you didn't vote for me for All-NBA, so I'm not going to give you an interview, you should... The reporter should snitch on That's you. That's how the game is sometimes. Legit, right? snitch on them. A lot of feelings. Um, Sixers and Nuggets are playing tonight, and Joel Embiid talked to Shams Sharnia of the Athletic. <laughs> Did I pronounce his name right? You didn't. Um, and... A lot of a lot of spicy quotes from here, man. You know, first he said, you know, talking about the pressure that's on him and the Sixers as they get into the playoffs. He said, "quote I'm not a two-time MVP. I've never made first All NBA. I've never won anything. So why is there pressure on me to do something when there are guys that have won a bunch of MVPs and haven't done anything?" Again, just snitch on him. Say Jokic. Say his just, name. No, forget. Uh, we're not even gonna have a just. Like no, this. forget this. Just say it out loud, guys. Adam Say, Silver. I don't want Jokic Adam to Silver, win MVP. I think he should get more pressure than me. Adam Silver, the game is in Denver tonight, I believe. Uh, fly fly to Denver. Just give him be the MVP tonight so we don't have to have any more conversations about the MVP this season. No, <laughs> Number no. one, Jokic has, Jokic has said, I believe, or at least hinted at, that he does not care about this. 
Like he does not care to win yeah. another. No, they MVP. legit had to bring the MVP trophy to his Serbian horse <laughs> yeah, farm he was last riding. year. Yeah, he does not care. Yeah. Giannis, I think, is pretty comfortable uh, with the fact that he's won two MVPs and he's got an NBA championship. So just give, just let's just give the MVP to Joel Embiid. <laughs> like we just I don't mean, need no, this pettiness. And, and Embiid deserves it. Embiid has been dominant. Modern day Shaq right well, now. Well, what, what happens tonight if Jokic outplays him and beats him? I do not care. Just give it to Embiid, anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, like, I mean, this whole thing again. Like I, I again, I would just prefer if he yeah. just said out loud, "Hey." I want this. I don't. Th- I think I deserve it more than Jokic. I think Jokic should get more pressure based on this reason. Mm-hmm. He has MVPs. It's not on me. Yeah. And if you want to put this pressure on me, you better get MVP. And I don't MVP. think. But that, again, that's fine. That's I think, better. But I think it goes again, back to the system. Like, then he's like, well, you know, other players. And then which other players, man? <laughs> no, I think he's. I think this goes back to the system because like there's so much talk about the MVP that I don't even think Embiid has anything personal against Jokic. Like he's probably just personally tired of it too. Like he's personally tired of the comparisons and all. No, that's stuff. fair. Right, so I don't know, man. Just you know, the only takeaway is Will is pro-media. Let's be honest. Of course, there should be. He's been to the playoffs many, many times. And you can you can talk about the injuries and stuff. And we've talked about this many times. Like you look at his look at his games, look at his box scores in like elimination games or like winner take all games. Like they have not been very impressive, right? So. What are you shooting game seven against the Raptors? I'm going to look that up real quick. <sighs> against Mark or not against Mark? No, oh, against, Mark, against Mark. What do you mean? Mark was uh, in the matchup. Oh, yeah. Anyway. No, I thought you were talking about last year. Anyways, as you look that up, uh, so LeBron James returned yesterday uh, and off the bench for the first time in 15 years, and the Lakers lost. Six of 18. Six of 18 to the Chicago Bulls. And after the game, LeBron said that he actually tore a tendon in his right foot. Oh, in, yes. In, in, an injury yes, that yeah. typically takes longer than four weeks to recover from. He said that doctors told him that he healed from the injury faster than they have ever seen. And then he was asked a few more questions about this, and he went on to say this. Did anyone ever suggest surgery? Yeah, two doctors. Why did you decide against it? Because I went to LeBron James' feet, and he told me I should. So LeBron's doctor is the LeBron James of feet. No, this is, again, say his name. Just say their name. <laughs> this whole, this whole episode to... is just about say their names, man. Say their, their names. names are. No, their names are. Like, legit, yeah. their names are. Like, don't say he's a LeBron James of feet. That's so weird. We got the auto porter of toes. Um, that's what we got. Um, no, the LeBron James of feet. How do you yeah. feel about this? Uh, this, this is an all-time quote, man. It is an all-time <laughs> quote, man. No, LeBron always has this way of just like making. Being dramatic? Just is that being what dramatic you say? or just yeah. making it into a spectacle. I think it's like his way of doing things. Like oh. you even think back to like the decision, for example. Right. But I think it's just like, I think you got to keep in mind that LeBron is like, like almost like a child star, you know, that has grown mm. up. And has like remained popular sort of throughout. Yeah. And there is just like a different like scale of delivering speech or accepting reality that uh, comes okay. with it. But no, I'm I'm happy that LeBron is deciding to, you know, fight through this and 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 try to make it for the Lakers. Unfortunately, they weren't able to beat Patrick Beverly yesterday, and Pat Beverly hit him with the too small. Like too he literally small. touched the floor, man. Yeah. And then he did the you stink thing where he like plugs his nose. Got you. Yeah. So yeah. he did this last year. To the Lakers yes. as a member of the Wolves. Yes. And he did it again as a member of the Bulls. And in between, he played with LeBron in the Lakers. Yes. Which as, is wild. As infamously denoted with the uh, the camera oh, technical foul that he got. Right, right, right. So. And he'll also always be in the photos of LeBron's all-time scoring record night. Someone said uh, Otto Porter needs to number. Why does LeBron keep holding out? Maybe, honestly, maybe we got, LeBron's got to connect the, 
the LeBron James of feet to, to Yo, Otto all Porter, jokes Otto aside, have you told me Otto Porter coming back these last two weeks? I'd, I'd be, be pretty hyped. He, he definitely uh, fit I would the be roster. Pretty excited. Yeah. Um, Someone said, "Who's the Michael Jordan of feet?" That's why. <laughs> They uh, talk about no feet comment. in the chat. No, they're legit. They talking really about talk feet about in feet in the chat right yeah, now. There, there's a feet chat going What's on. What's going on? Patrick yeah. Beverly also said that Chicago is a perfect fit for him. He said, quote, yeah, if I'm a spoon, Billy Donovan is using me as a spoon. The Lakers, I was a spoon, but they used me as a fork. Can you please explain to this to me? This is the if I'm a bird, you're a bird situation <laughs> oh all God. over again, man. And it's- now it's time for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The Toronto Raptors wrap up their four game homestand tomorrow against the Miami Heat. As we've talked about, this is a huge matchup, Will between two teams that are currently in the play-in. We've talked a lot about how these Heat-Raptors matches are, you know, basically, um, you know, wrestling pay-per-views. Um, what is one matchup, one individual matchup you're most look looking forward to seeing tomorrow between Toronto and Miami? Uh, obviously, putting aside the, um, the 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 matchup at point guard, obviously with Kyle coming in and stuff like that, that's yeah. always going to be very exciting. By the way, if Eric Spoelstra should do Kyle solid and, and pull the, the Rick Carlisle. Like, we should start and you start him. Okay. Toronto, right? He, he should Just start like Udonis Haslam too, because he only has he only has a couple weeks left in his career. No, that's fair. Um, no, I mean I think in this case, um, the matchup I'm always looking forward to is um, you know Jimmy versus OG. Mm, if OG can a, really really yep. hold up Jimmy defensively, that mm. would put the Raptors in a very great spot to take this game. We've seen OG do it in the past. We also seen the Raptors sort of switch up their their matchups. We've seen OG guard Bam at times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably just due to switching and due to rotations, you probably will see that. But I think that uh, you will see that. Uh, that's a that's a big matchup to watch for. And I think the other big matchup is Eric Spolster versus Nick Nurse. Oh, okay. I actually do think that like which team is going to zone the other team first. Yeah. Which team is going to pull out a more creative zone? <laughs> yeah. Really, the game of zones, man. Which team is going <laughs> to be full court pressing zones. the other one? How are they going to take away each other's star players? Like, there's obviously, honestly, yeah. with all due respect to Jimmy, like, yeah. there's no players in this entire matchup where it's like they're kind of an unstoppable player or you just kind of have to live with their offense mm-hmm. burning you, yeah. which is why it's going to make this into a very, very interesting chess I, match for both teams. And I, they're I, objectively two of the best tacticians in the league. Yeah, so. speak, speaking of chess matches. I, I love and this so. matchup. It's no. always just going to be grimy. No, though. speaking of chess matches and stuff, I wonder too. I know every game is important right now for both teams i wonder if there's any thought to between the two coaches of like you know not showing all their cards no no, no show your cards i don't weeks. care man show your cards, show your they're, cards. Both, they're both to do seven off suit at best you, <laughs> honestly at best both teams have two pair like it's, um, it's not that bad just yeah, show the cards so recommendation um you know we, we don't have the the line yet but uh take the under i'm gonna say take yeah the you under. know that's, that's a great one take the under so that's that was between one. the lines brought to you by bet rivers it's a whole new game yeah and by the way l- would love to see christian Coloco versus uh Caleb Martin, the Caleb Martin of his era. Once the beefs again. are terrible this season. No, they're they're horrible. Anyway, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder of streaming live on Sports YouTube channel and every live on Sports Center 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Connor, filling in for Derek and Jennifer Olman for helping with the YouTube stream. And we'll be talking, we'll talk to you tomorrow.